Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back. It is your friendly neighborhood Magor, John L. Back up in this. And this week, folks, we're uh, we're going four score. Uh, I'm uploading four different reviews this week. And my trips to the movies this week, I would say, were interesting, fun, uh, very thought-provoking, and uh, I had a little time at the theater. I'm going to start off with the first film that I viewed last week on a irregular Wednesday off I went to go see a Chinese movie I had seen the trailer for and was instantly interested in watching this film due to the fact that even though I watched the trailer, I had no idea what the movie was about <laughs> and how it was going to go about, what the structure of it was, who the characters were, if it was an action film, if it was a drama. I had no idea because a lot of the time, now, especially in the last, I'd say, five to seven years, it's hard for me to tell when Chinese movies specifically if they are action packed or if they're supposed to be melodramatic or comedies I don't necessarily understand the sensibility sometimes coming from the trailers right but the movie I'm talking about tonight is full river red to give you guys a synopsis on Full River Red, as it states on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie is based out of 12th century China during the Song Dynasty, set against a brewing rebellion by the Jin people against the imperial court, two hours before a crucial diplomatic meeting between the Song Prime Minister, Qin Hui, in a high-level Jin delegation, the Jin ambassador is murdered. An important letter destined for the emperor is stolen from him. As the search for the letter unfolds, alliances are formed, secrets are revealed, and no one can stop the truth that is destined to leave its mark in history. As poor as per, sorry, the truth that is destined to leave its mark in history. Spoiler alert, because it, it it's really what the whole movie is about. Um, the mark in history that they're talking about in the movie is a set of Chinese lyrical poems that are said to allegedly be written by Song Dynasty General Yu Fei. 
now there is some speculation over the centuries that says that Euphay did not actually write these lyrical poems and that these lyrical poems were actually written after the time of the Song Dynasty. But this but this film, Full River Red, for its placement and what it's based on, Euphay wrote these lyrical poems. Uh, the lyrical poems in question are, I'm going to butcher the Chinese here, but it's uh, Man Jiang Hong, and it translates to the whole river red. Whole as in entire or full, full river red, which is the translation for the title of the movie. So, why is this important to the plot of the movie? Where, what is this mark in history? So basically, throughout the movie, the gist as the synopsis put it upon to the viewer, this letter gets stolen from this prime minister. And it is important that this letter get to this prime minister. Uh, the prime minister, I believe, was defamed at some point. Uh, his reputation sullied, ruined. And in some form or fashion, this letter would either confirm and or confirm his bad reputation or it would free him of whatever reputation and defamatory type ills that have been thrown upon him. Throughout this entire movie, we have different characters. We have these characters who are loyal to the Prime Minister. We have, by majority of the characters are loyal to the Prime Minister. There's one character. I believe he went by the name of uh, Zhang Da. Who eventually comes out to be a former soldier in Yufei's army. And he basically wanted to get the message across to the people of the constituents of the prime minister the army that the prime minister led and his generals it was a whole covert operation to make sure that the message of Yufei was spread across 12th century China and specifically amongst the constituents in the armies under the Song Dynasty. So, with all that said, that's the historical background of everything. How is the movie? I thought that the movie, it was, to put it in my own terms, it was hella interesting. 
because I'm used to watching foreign films and reading subtitles. But when I'm under the understanding that the subtitles are going to go at about 100 miles an hour because people are speaking in a very fast pace, I thought it was going to be hard for me to keep up with the movie. That was not the case. At times I had to catch myself, but by majority, I was able to follow. I was able to enjoy the intrigue. The, the I don't know how many, I'll count like 20, 30 different twists in the plot, which always misled you, always had you questioning who was loyal to who. Who is really the one trying to carry out this message who, who that this letter had and this letter really just had the message that the prime minister should no longer be in power the ways and the the writings of Yufei should be followed and that those words should be brought forth by someone who was a follower of Yufei, which in this case was the character that I mentioned before, uh, Zhang Da. I thought that the twist, every time I'm thinking somebody's got the prime minister's back, right? Uh, best intentions for the prime minister and things of that nature. You come to find out some sort of political ties or familial ties uh, from certain characters to other uh, delegations and and people and people who are close to the emperor who is not the prime minister and that if 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 the emperor were to find out what the prime minister was doing, the prime minister would be even further thrown into the mud of how he treated his people and how he was treating former soldiers of Yufei. Man, it all began with the murder of this ambassador to another people. These Jin people. This is another I would say if I were to put it out there culturally speaking I guess they'd be another ethnic group between the within the larger Chinese diaspora if we want to call it that that's the way that I understood it I'm not I'm not knowing if 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 that's true or not don't quote me I'm not a historian I don't know the the way the Chinese system hierarchy between folks works if there's that sort of labeling or segregation like we have here in the US you know black blacks whites uh, Hispanic Latinos whatever you want to call them Asian people who are immigrated and stuff like that or whatever um, you know the US being the melting pot that it is but we have that segregation amongst ourselves due to culture and 
color of our skin and things of that nature. In comparison to people in China, I'm not too sure if the Jin are just like another part of the country, if they're another ethnic group within the greater Chinese people. It wasn't necessarily made clear, but that's the way that I understood it to be. And this diplomat or this ambassador from the Jin people was murdered at the beginning of the movie. And he was the one who was delivering this letter to the prime minister. Basically, this letter was absolving the prime minister of his powers. And basically, the emperor was following more or less the traditions and the, the messaging behind the great poem, poems written by the great Yufei the great general of the, of the Song Dynasty. So, I feel like with the initial murder, then the the Prime Minister's guard trying to find out who murdered the Jin Ambassador, and then it all becomes an entire murder mystery. Who was in the room with the Jin Ambassador? Was it, was it, um, was it a concubine, right? Or if you want to call her a woman of the night, a streetwalker coming later to find out that she's actually a loyalist of the, of the Yufei army and, and, and a former soldier who's actually her husband. And it was a whole thing on that side. Then you have the, the prime minister's right and left hand men. Uh, hey, Liam, who you chung? These gentlemen, these lords, or their right and left hand men of the prime minister, and the prime minister, <laughs> he he was he was sick or sickly, and these men basically did his bidding, but these men knew what was in this letter um, and they were basically trying to jock for position and be the ones to hold this letter over the prime minister and get whatever it is that they wanted but it didn't work out that way because within um, within all this to help solve the murder, uh, one of the generals in the army, uh, Sun Jun, who is the uncle of Zhang Da, uh, Zhang Da and Sun and Sun Jun team up, along with two compatriots of Sun Jun, throughout the entire movie, to help solve this murder with all the different twists and turns and 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 plot makings and the expansions of this entire environment. We want to call it world within a bubble because the entire movie takes place within this one castle and its grounds. They never necessarily left these grounds. I thought that the writing was spectacular. I thought that the mood settings and the intentionality 
behind what was being said, how it was being delivered. It was all just masterful, really. Uh, the movie made you feel. The, the movie made you... When I said the movie made you feel, right? I was like, it stirred up some emotions. You might have been angry. You might have been upset. You might have become a little bit confused. You were laughing because some of the comedy was just too over the top to not laugh at. Um, then you were saying to yourself, that mother, you know what? When you were watching certain scenes, because it was like, but I thought you was down for the cause, dog. And that's not the way it went. It just, it, it just made you feel so much. And that was the the best thing about this movie. Secondarily, I wanted to mention this because I thought it was very unique and interesting. The music that played during the movie. They specifically got one Chinese artist to do the music for this movie. But she... I think it's a she. Um, did so many different styles of music that it was so unique to the different settings that the characters would go to in the different uh, passageways, hallways, um, room settings within the, these castle grounds. And this music at times was loud. Uh, very harsh coarse uh, voice rock and roll then old girl was spitting rhymes over dope beats then there was one specific thing that threw the hell out of me there was one specific time when they were walking through uh, the castle corridors and this Chinese-infused reggaeton-esque beat starts playing. And the same singer is there busting out Chinese rhymes over this reggaeton-esque beat, which was Chinese-infused. I said to myself, just on that alone, this movie is superior. The music. At first, I was thrown off by the music. And I was like, eh, I'm not really feeling this. But throughout the rest of the movie, it's a two-hour and 39-minute movie. I was like, wow, this music becomes so much a part of the character of the movie that you're just kind of left like, I, right, this is sick. This is dope. Like, the movie is, on top of everything else, the writing, the cinematography, the actual score itself, um, the the chemistry between all the different actors in this film, tremendous. But that music, man, it just made it. <laughs> it just made it, y'all. It just made it. Um, but uh, outside of all that, I just wanted to give you guys that review I can't give you a lengthy like oh you know like this and this and this and this and that happened too much happens in this movie for me to sit here and 
overly describe because I didn't have anything to nitpick. I I really really like this movie. I would recommend any anyone and everyone to watch it. If you hate subtitles, wait for a dub version to come out in like a year. But if you don't mind reading subtitles, go out and watch this movie. I thought it was terrific. Um, like I said, murder mystery like, much like a Knives Out, or the uh, what is the name of the author that I am looking for? Uh, where her detective was Hercule Poirot, uh, Agatha Christie, much like the Agatha Christie films. Just the plot twists and the setting devices that they use. Man, big props to the director, uh, Yimu Zhang, who also co-wrote the movie with Chen Wu. Super dope. Super dope. Um, That's all I really got to say, folks. That's Full River Red. That's my review there. I hope y'all got something <laughs> out of my review. It's considered an action slash comedy. There's not much action in this movie, to be honest, guys. It's very dialogue heavy. Got to be paying attention. Um, but the comedy is definitely there. So you'll definitely um, enjoy that. So let's talk about the rap on this movie. What's the rap? What do Rotten Tomatoes say about this movie folks I understand this is low numbers not a lot of people went out to go watch it here in the US at least and not many critics uh, did the reviews on it but all the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes are positive so as of right now with 12 critic reviews Full River Red is holding a 100% Rotten Tomato score which is Amazing. Uh, with 50 plus audience audience ratings, the audience score is about 68%. But I'm with the critics here, and the majority of the audience liked it too. It's over it's over 65, so 68%. So the majority of the the audience liked it as well. This is a very, very cool movie. I would recommend you guys go out of your way uh, to go out to YouTube, watch the trailer, just so you get a sneak peek into like the music that's being played during the movie and during the scenes when they when they cross in the corridors and you'll get a good feel for how the music becomes a part of the story and on top of everything else the costuming the set design everything incredible but yeah folks that's the wrap this has been your friendly neighborhood movie goer John L that was Full River Red. I'll be back with another review for y'all. As always, thank you very much for listening to my uh, movie musings. And uh, it's always greatly appreciated across the globe, wherever you're listening at and however you're listening to it. Until next time, folks, be safe, stay healthy, and take care of one another. This has been I, John L, signing off.